Hello, welcome to another episode of I Love Rock and Roll. I'm Ken Krantz. And I am Chip Chantry. And we have a hot one for you today. We actually have two hot ones. We got a, we got a hot pair, as I like to call them. Yeah. Why don't you introduce our guest? Uh, speaking of a hot one, uh, we got a hot guest uh, this week. Uh, very funny comedian from uh, the great city of Philadelphia via Delaware, the first state. Land of flat license plates, uh, plus host of the very, very funny and informative uh, podcast, Little Stinkers, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, your friend and mine, Mr. John Del Calo. Thanks for joining us, Jonathan. Guys, thanks for having me. Thanks for all those compliments, Chip. You're such a nice fella. I try. I try. I. Why do license plates in the state of Delaware, why are they flat? I don't understand the, what you're saying. Like not embossed, like yeah, like they're not, they're not like, they're not bumpy. They're not yeah. like every state in the union. They're 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 convexed, except for I believe for the state of Vermont, they're actually concaved. They actually go <laughs> in in Vermont. They come out in every everywhere else. But in Delaware, it's, it's that flat baby. It's that flat mat. I've never noticed that at all. How do you know this shit without being a dad? Like that's something only a dad. Would I literally know this is this is literally the th- my speaking of dads and speaking of dads and license plates. Last so year for Father's Day, my brother and I got my dad a license plate from the state of Rhode Island that I got from my friend's wife, her family. Uh to cap off the 50th state of license plates that my dad has hanging up in his basement. We started when we were kids because my cousin lived like in Iowa and he like just sent us license plates. We were little and he's like, oh, look, here's a different license plate. You probably like this. And then we just started collecting each state and then just became a thing over the years. And uh, now we have all 50 uh, license plates in my dad's basement hanging up. It's a shrine. And he sent you down there with a blindfold and said, find the Delaware one or you can't come up and eat. Dude, you can do it. You can do it just fine. It's like it's it's Braille, baby. That's yeah. What it is. How are blind people supposed to know? Yeah. I um. By the way, uh, speaking of uh, other states and other license plates, I drove my car to the state of North Carolina this past weekend to perform at uh, Good Nights in Raleigh, or as uh, some old timey comics might call it, Charlie Good Nights in Raleigh. Uh, had a fun weekend, but uh, I passed the time in my. Six to eight hour car ride, uh, eight hours down, six hours back up, uh, listening to uh, the podcast Little Stinkers and enjoying all of it. I listened nice. to one episode prior and uh, the bulk of my uh, driving was listening to the podcast of John Del Calo and Michael Rainey with uh, with Jake Matera on the boards. Uh, very, very funny podcast about uh, about Little Stinkers. You want to tell us about these Little Stinkers, uh, John? Oh, sure. Uh, Well, every episode, I want to do it about uh, one of the four impractical jokers. Sure. We flip a coin. Mike always wins. We end up doing a murderer who has a little bit of a funny side to him. Yeah. And uh, it's been really fun so far. I'm learning a lot. I hope you're learning a lot. I am. Oh, yeah, that's good. That would fit right in with some of our past episodes. (laughs) <laughs> we ju- we just did a chip wasn't here for it, but we we just did a pretty extensive Mark David Chapman episode, and there was some there was some funny moments. Yeah, that guy loved rock and roll a yeah. little too much. Yeah. yeah, he liked reading. Like there was some things to um I, our Spade Cooley episode. Spade Cooley was a little stinker, man. Yeah. Do you know who Spade? Do you, are you a big Spade Cooley fan, John? Nah, you throw me in. 
listen to that episode. We won't we won't rehash the whole thing, but he was a he was the king of country swing back in the 40s out in L.A. Like he was like swing music, but like with a country edge to it. Mm -hmm. He was one of the most popular people in America in the 40s and 50s. And he brutally tortured and murdered his wife. And uh, it's a uh, it's a fun story. But the crazy tell the craziest part. This is my favorite thing. Hopefully devotees of this podcast don't mind us rehashing this because it's I think my favorite fact that I've ever heard about any person ever. So not only was this guy the king of Western swing music and then decides to brutally torture and murder his wife and then goes to jail for a couple of years, but gets let out by Ronald Reagan, basically. And then he gets pardoned and the day he finds out he gets pardoned five minutes later, he has a heart attack and dies. Uh, but <laughs> like backstage, he, he was, they let him out on a weekend furlough to, yeah. to perform of all things, a fundraiser for the police who had him incarcerated. Yeah. And, uh, and during intermission from his set, he dropped out of a heart attack. Damn. But now share with the craziest piece of information about that entire story, though. I mean, John, I hope you've heard some pretty uh, crazy little facts about this guy so far. Tell him the craziest thing that this gentleman wanted to do. He sank millions of dollars uh, into a failed business venture. He wanted to open up a water theme park in the Mojave Desert. <laughs> damn dude that guy was a fucking dreamer <laughs> holy shit <laughs> what a fucking idiot yeah 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 millions of dollars yeah like 1940s dollars millions yeah yeah, yeah. that's fucking crazy this should have been the biggest thing in the world for millions of dollars in the 40s yeah well that's yeah. Are you, did this go on youtube no no, no, no no oh yeah only, only, like only using... we can see you all right, you guys look like you're using ring lights. You're so fucking well lit. Oh no, this is we're just you. You look like you have a golden donut in the background. By the yeah, way, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a Dunkin' Donuts right out this window. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spade Cooley was. Uh, that's what happens. You, you give a you give a redneck some money, and he's yeah. like, let's build to, let's build a water theme park. He tries Spe to cool off the desert. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of giving some rednecks some money, should we uh, jump into our, our our first topic of the of the uh, of the day? So yeah. we decided we 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 had we were going to talk to, and I don't want to give too much away, but we we were we had scheduled John. And I feel bad because we've been jerking around here. We told him that we were going to talk talk to him about the uh, your favorite lead vocalist of all time. Uh, STP Scott Weiland. We we're going to talk about him, which we might do a little bit later on. Yeah. Uh, in, maybe in, in a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll talk Scott Weiland. Um, but then we decided to scrap that. And you decided you found this article and we decided we, we got to talk about this story. Yeah, I've, I've, I found an article and I texted to you just with the word dude in all caps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how much we love this article. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that's how my first divorce went. Uh, that's how it was served. <laughs> Wait, are you divorced? I don't know. If no, that's true. no, but it's just, it's, it's for the sake of, for the sake of comedy. For the sake of comedy, I am. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, should we should we jump into the story that you found? That I'm sure some some of our listeners found, and I just want to. I just feel like it needs it. There's some catharsis that needs yeah. to happen. Yeah, we need to discuss this. All right. So this is the story. This happened just two, a week or two ago. Uh, I think it was June 16th through the 20th. 
Uh, it was the Redneck Rave. We're talking the Redneck Rave, boys. That's what we're doing. We're talking the Redneck Rave. Uh, the Redneck Rave is, quote, America's wildest and craziest country party. So uh, take, taken from the wild and crazy guys from SNL, the wildest and craziest country party. It is a five day, count them, five day event. So this is a music fest, a country music festival that took five days uh, to somehow fit all the acts on. So I watched about an hour's worth of YouTube coverage last night and I didn't see a single fucking stage or concert. No, no. I, I don't know where find, they were hiding the music. I couldn't find a list of performers. <laughs> I nope. couldn't find anything. No, there's almost nothing. So it's put on the one performer I can tell you about is, uh, I think John DeCala's favorite singer, Justin Time, his name is. <laughs> he, he was uh, he's described as cowboy rapper Justin yes. Time. Justin Time. And he also kind of goes by who TF. And TF, by the way, hold your ears, listeners, means the fuck. Who the fuck <laughs> is Justin Time? Uh I like to call him Are You I I I, I like to, I think he should go by the name Are You Kidding Me Rock. That's that's basically <laughs> he is uh uh, he's a very big gentleman. Looks like a very uh, the, he works out. He's uh, got a big, long beard, you know, uh, and he is a country rapper, cowboy rapper. But, um, he, you know, he started out. He I, I said that he, he apparently had said in an interview I read that he watched a lot of rap battles growing up. And he would freestyle at parties a lot. <laughs> and hey, then he's like, so did I, buddy. Right. <laughs> and then he, and then he's like, hey, I'm going to make a song. And God bless him. That's what he did. And uh, you guys obviously might know him. Y you might know uh, just in time from his, uh, you know, from some of his uh, his many hits that I had a list here. And I think I, I moved it around when we uh, had some issues with that. I'll, pu I'll pull that list up soon. Uh, but some some great songs. Uh, Big Red Chevy Truck, I believe, is one. Is one <laughs> <laughs> he's just naming uh, shit that he sees in his house. <laughs> yeah. In his house. Yeah. yeah. The truck's inside. <laughs> or he lives in a garage. Yeah. And then he, and yeah. And then he does what he sees on the outside of his house. And he's like, a couch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead go ahead i got nothing go uh yeah you, you may you may know him from like his hits rebel till i die the second amendment big red chevy rockstar redneck smoke all night uh put some redneck in it and of course uh country rap facts which uh was a big hit uh country rap did. facts country rap facts it's a diss track where he disses a lot of the other kind of like poser country rappers <laughs> there's a guy named i believe shotgun shane that he doesn't seem too pleased with <laughs> sounds like it could be a shane gillis character <laughs> yeah yeah it does it, it, it really does um so he is the guy and and, and i gotta say i mean the, the man is an entrepreneur he he raps but he's also a promoter he saw all these festivals and he's like look i've come to realize that the concert promoter is just as important as a lot of the acts. I'm going to be the promoter. And a couple of years ago, he started doing these redneck raves and he did them. He would like kind of move them around. He, I think he started in Indiana uh, or maybe Kentucky. And then he went to Indiana and like a couple. So he kind of moves around. Uh, it's, it's, it's like the circus. And he has these multi-day events uh, that include 
Um, and by the way, tens of thousands of people attended this. Tens of thousands of people. Uh, it, this latest one, uh, at, guys, are you ready? At Blue Holler Off-Road Park, Kentucky. <laughs> so in Blue Holler Off-Road Park. You're, there la- was you're live- laughing, but that's one of the more famous off-road parks. <laughs> is that what it is? I know. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, uh, what, what was included in this package was live music, a big football game. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what that meant. I and tried to do some be research. Thirty people yeah. versus thirty people. It's yeah. not the size of the stadium, right? Or the field. No. And it you know, it's is- you know, it's rednecks, so it's like skins versus skins. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like I it just as a big football game. That I, that's what we're getting. That's the information I <laughs> a have. A big old football game. Yeah. Uh, goldfish racing. I saw Gold, that goldfish racing. Okay, that's <laughs> fucking amazing to me. Yeah, uh, demolition derby, of course. I mean, obviously, right? Yeah, I watched um, the entire thing. By the way, oh yeah, did, oh did you? It's it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. So fucking bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, everything is just covered in mud. I mean, it's like intentionally. Everything is just made of mud. Was and that water. promised on the uh, website? I mean, I think so. Yeah. I I, I would have. A big old football game. Right. Mud. Yeah. It's like it's like Woodstock 94, but instead of nine inch nails, they had a big football game. <laughs> right. Ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, this this thing, it, it, you guys have to it, it makes the gathering of the juggalos look look like Wimbledon. Like that's <laughs> what, like, like Mensa. <laughs> yeah. So that's what they were promised. That's what the people that's what it says, basically. Um uh, yeah, I didn't see much of there was a stage and there was some acts, but like, I guess he would. I mean, at least from what people took videos. And by the way, every single person who took a video took it vertically. Uh, that's <laughs> what I, learned. I did see a lot of vertical <laughs> videos. <laughs> yeah, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of ups and downs, not a lot of side to sides. So I did see some video footage of him rapping and i didn't i didn't notice anybody else i saw a big burly gent also rapping just for a second but i saw him but like i felt like most of the video that i saw wasn't of him rapping it was like at one point a guy i believe with a big red chevy truck pulls into the audience like pulls into the midst of the crowd in a truck like as if they were protesters but slower because they're rednecks you know what i mean so he didn't hurt anybody but maybe but he just it was like for the song big red chevy no it was yeah it was like when and he like pulls in and then like that guy the the uh just in time like goes out into the audience and like high fives and hugs the guy and then jumps up onto the truck and like sits instead of being in the back of the truck there's plenty of room back there he sits like basically on the windshield and then he drives him out of the the concert area. And then I think he just drives around and like raps. So yeah, that's so like that's, when Pink Floyd used to fly the pigs. Cause it's, that's the name of the song. You need the right. prop. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's what, yeah, this Chevy trucks is the new inflatable pigs. So what, what, what gained this notoriety this past year that a lot of articles did that you probably saw on the internets um, wasn't, the big football game that that apparently <laughs> it was um, the fact that 48 people were charged or arrested. I think 14 people were actually taken away. Six felonies happen. Uh, one person slit another person's throat. They were we got to get into that, by the way. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you saw why. 
And then a man strangled a woman unconscious in an argument about a blanket. Yeah, <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you so know, you it's, tell it's, us? it's how funny would it be if it was just like grown up redneck Linus and Lucy? <laughs> just, I, just, I wanted to see the mugshot and have it be Linus so bad. I just, I just want to see Charlie Brown trying to run up and kick the big football, <laughs> big football. and have Lucy pull it away during the big football game. I don't know if you're trying to keep this as a surprise at the end, but you forgot to mention that a person got impaled. Yes. Yeah. By a fucking log through a vehicle that has only been described as a side by side. Yes. In multiple articles. Yes. And I don't know what the fuck that is. Okay, good. I'm good. So I looked that up because I saw I was like, what is a side by side? <laughs> We're nothing it's, if not well researched. It's base. A side by side is basically a more it, it, it's it's basically a more racist golf cart. Like that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like golf carts are inherently kind of racist you know but th these are like it's like a souped up like it's not it's it's not really maybe it's an atv but it's like it's more it has that golf cart feel but it's like camouflaged the yeah there's the overhang yeah. and it's like a little bit it's not like a dune buggy necessarily like it doesn't I have I know what power. you're talking about i can picture it i think yeah and it doesn't seem like you can get easily impaled on one of those things, but this guy managed to figure it out. So apparently a log came through the the windshield. He got final destination and lived. Yeah. 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 Which means he's just going to get impaled by another log on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it means he's going to have fucking kids in the meantime, and they're going to grow up to get impaled as well. Yes. And then someone lost. I love this. Someone lost most of their finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. dude these articles man i wrote i read like a a local article uh, on this writer i swear to god if he graduated sixth grade <laughs> i'd be fucking amazed it was the worst written fucking thing i've ever seen and then another well-written article still said side by side i was like all right there's something i don't know about side by sides i should look into it yeah but i knew you'd know right well uh he, by by the way uh i believe in that guy's defense, I did read that article. In that guy's defense, he had to finish it before the goldfish race. <laughs> <laughs> or his mom wasn't going to let him go to the big football game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, how to like, could you imagine being at the redneck rave and lo losing most of your finger? And like yeah. having to look down at all the other fingers and figuring out which one's yours? <laughs> And then like he wants to go to the next redneck redneck grave and his mom won't let him. And she's like, you lost your finger. And she, he's like, most. I lost most of my finger, mom. I still got some of it. And that's what I'm showing to you right yeah, now. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> he's like waving a nub at her like, don't yell at me. Yes. So, Ken, do you want to tell us a little bit about the uh, – the slit, the slitting of the throat. Oh, no, I, I was confused. I was going to do the Linus joke with that. I thought I thought okay. this throat slitting was uh... now. Did the, the lady who got her throat slit, did she live? I don't know if it was a lady necessarily. Oh. It might have been. I, so apparently there were no deaths. Yeah, I had heard I that know, there was no deaths. There was one death I heard. But then apparently that was last year. Apparently there was one. So yeah, this, this is it. actually an improvement. Like they actually yes. they huddled yeah. together and were like, what can we do to limit deaths? And they actually <laughs> they improved on last year. Yeah. 
Oh, absolutely. And I think that's why so much was reported. Be like, you know, hey, guys, everything went swimmingly at the redneck rave this year. Like everything went, it was like improvement. Uh, and, and by the way, I should say that, uh, that a second rave is scheduled for October. So they're doing it in just a couple of months again. So maybe they did one last year, I thought they were cooped up for a year and a half. Not and those this is them like really getting, getting loose, but they did it last year. Yeah. They weren't. And obviously they weren't fucking cooped up in blue holler park. No, Kentucky. God, no. Off-road park, please, see, please get it right. <laughs> that's the I'm thing. So sorry. <laughs> I think that's the thing, and that's you know we see. Oh, and by the way, my I, one of my favorite points of this entire thing was that so they tried to beef up security. They the, the police so it more than doubled the population of Blue Holler or Mammoth Kentucky, Mammoth the, Cave. If they are, yeah. Um, so the police really tried to be a presence there. And then after a while, they were just like, we can't, con- we can't do anything about this. All we can do is contain it. Like that's basically what they tried to do is just kind of put a perimeter around it, but they set up a checkpoint at, for the cars to enter to like, make sure everybody was cool. So the police set up a checkpoint. The first vehicle that went through the checkpoint, the cops found marijuana an open alcohol container, meth, and one of the occupants had two active warrants. <laughs> that was in the first car they found. Right. I mean, they don't sell meth there. You know, it's not listed anyway. How the fuck are they going to get it? You got to bring true, it John. in. That is very true. I apologize. My apologies. I love that you started with marijuana and yes. you said marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> they found marijuana. They found marijuana. cannabis. Yeah, they found reefer. <laughs> they were smoking reefer. An open container. You guys have been in line all goddamn day. Let them crack a beer. I yeah. remember being at a concert once, and some older dude asked if I knew where to get grass, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, um, in 1975, <laughs> you narc. <laughs> I'm not falling for this." <laughs> uh, I remember my first fish concert I ever went to. I was like 16, and I, you know, I was just totally naive and some guy tried to sell me papers he's like yo you want some papers and i thought he was selling me like a pamphlet about the band <laughs> and i was like sure <laughs> yeah i'll take a the liner notes yeah <laughs> you know what i was picturing like how they they said they they did arrest a bunch of people just on entry like I was picturing, do you yep. remember, do you remember the movie Sea of Love at, at the beginning when Al Pacino and John Goodman, when, when they, when they told all the criminals that, that, uh, Phil Rizzuto was giving out autographs. Oh, right. The yeah. Y- for yeah. the Yankees fans and yeah. all these criminals showed up to like some room and then they just locked the room and they were like, yeah, you all have outstanding warrants. You're under arrest. That's what I pictured. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't even a rave, like if this was just like a sting to to get all of these active warrants. I I could I could see it. I could see that happening. And and people are surprised, like the amount of articles written about this were surprised, like how bad this was. And somebody got their throat slit. So, you know, strangled unconscious. All the stuff, but like, it's there's no shock in here. Like, I think that's the thing. I'm shocked by the shock, by the outrage. You know, like I'm like, of course this is what's going to happen. Like, there's no surprise. I don't think there's any surprising facts here. Like, that's what I feel like. These people, they're meant to have space. Like, they're meant (laughs) to live on acres 
on their own to blow up shit and ride their side by sides and do this stuff. Like you can't bring them together in a small confined area. I think that's the problem. Like when so they're you're all spread just out. saying it wasn't big enough is what I'm hearing. Like we Exa- need to do it bigger and better for October. It needs to be geographically larger. You know, these people should be in groups of like six, you know, and like they can like set off fireworks and blow off their hands and stuff like that. And that's fine. But like you put too many together. That's I think that's when it's going to it's going to pop off. Is there an uh, attendance estimate anywhere? Did anybody read it or do they lose count? I think it's at tens of thousands. Yeah. Somebody said, well, the guy lost one of his fingers. So he probably only got to nine before he lost. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and unfortunately he was the festival accountant. So. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, uh, it looks like there's twice as many people as here as last year. Yeah. Could you imagine going to a concert and getting your throat slit? <laughs> Like that wasn't on the flyer. Like I was told there's going to be a big football game <laughs> and goldfish racing. Nobody said, but you know, they were like, like they can't, they, they got one of those like voice things now, like those cancer kazoos. So like, yeah. Oh, how was the concert? They're like, mm, I can't wait to go back in October. I he's won good. the demolition derby. He's, he's, my prize. I bet you that dude, though. I bet you that dude is going to be just in times like sideman by like October, and just he's just going to be get in a pit and try to love someone. You know, like, just like uh, is Joe landlocked? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they settled with them at a court. Like mm, I could have gotten a quarter million, but they gave me this sweet side by side. Only one man was impaled on it. I just wish I was there for the big football game. <laughs> yeah, they're letting me throw out the first rock at the big football game this year. <laughs> Do you think maybe the all of the violence and chaos was caused because someone forgot to bring a football? Like there was just <laughs> there was just fifty thousand people that were like, I thought you I thought you brought it. And the cops won't let them out of the perimeter to go to Walmart. They're like, no, nah, you have to stay in there till day five. It was. It was like the L.A. riots. Remember, the cops just cops were just like, tear the city down. We're not going in there. Yeah. 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 Or maybe it's like like they just put it. It's like a Soylent Green situation. But then at the end, the people were like, yeah, I'm not hungry. Uh, so, so yeah, so that's, that's the redneck rave. Uh, it's, it sounds like a real hoot and, uh, yeah. So if, if people are interested, uh, the next one is apparently scheduled for October. So uh, should we, should we, should we go and report from there? Maybe we can get like press passes. I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> John, they I feel will, like you're a little more adventurous. I am, but I think they'll sniff us out, man. Press passes. <laughs> they can't have press in there. You imagine if we walk in with like press, ba- like, yeah, they're like the fucking fake news Jews are here. They're going to see us holding our cameras. They're going to see us holding our cameras horizontal and they'll be like, they're not one of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 look at these college boys. <laughs> Trying to get usable footage out of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to go viral so people can see it nice. <laughs> so we, um, so unfortunately, I saw this article and there just wasn't enough information out there. 
Well, and that's the thing too, because like you, like I try. I mean, I I'm not a super sleuth here but like there's not a lot of information about anything out there so like i tried to really get like a little bit more of a deep dive on on just in time and it's just not really there yeah so then we decided that we would split the episode up and then we were like well we're we're sort of on a redneck theme uh who who do we who do we uh take a look at and then it was we decided we 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 narrowed it down the ted nugent and kid rock but then I think we decided that Kid Rock is just like, like Looper Ted Nugent. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know how they both exist in the same timeline. And, and Ted Nugent was the uh, OG uh, redneck. So uh, we're taking a look into Ted Nugent. And let me tell you, I've never enjoyed researching a topic less than <laughs> than Ted Nugent. Yeah, tell me nothing. I <laughs> <laughs> tell me nothing about him. I can't wait to I've I've been watching Ted Nugent interviews for the last three days and holy shit, this guy is awful. Um but I, I guess, you know, pretty good guitar player by all accounts. Uh, he was born, this is my favorite part, his, his Theodore Anthony Nugent. It's just like this fucking dork's name is Theodore. Like never, yeah. never forget that. Uh, December 13th, 1948. He's born in Michigan and uh, outside Detroit. And um, also uh, Kid Rock's hometown too, I believe, right? Detroit. Yeah, but I mm. Kid Rock was like I people I, people don't talk about it. Kid Rock was born into a, a really wealthy family, I believe. Yeah, like his dad owned like car dealerships or something yeah. like that. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Like he, he grew up pretty privileged. Um, Ted Nugent uh, picks up the guitar at an early age and um, is is one of the best guitar players in town he, he he comes out of he comes out of that detroit rock scene that spawned mc5 and iggy and the stooges but he he's never he's never the rolling stones yeah the, the stones very yeah the beatles were famously from the detroit. carpenters <laughs> and um he starts playing local gigs with local musicians uh he wins a couple talent contests he he opens for the supremes um, he's, he, he's heavily inspired by Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley, uh, Lonnie Mack, who, who, um, uh, George Cummings was, was in here when telling us about when we did the Dr. Hook episode and, um, eventually forms a band in 1963 called the Asbury Jukes. Um, they, they sell a couple albums, like decent sales, but nothing great. And then he goes, he goes solo. What I didn't know about Ted Nugent was that like all those songs that he's famous for. Wait, wait, wait. I think he was, he was the, the Amboy Dukes, wasn't Amboy he? Amboy Dukes. What did I say? The oh, Asbury I said Jukes. Oh, Asbury Jukes. <laughs> I was going to be, I was I'm like, that's Johnny. Uh, Johnny. Yeah. Southside Johnny. Yeah. yeah. I was going to be like, wait a minute. That's the Amboy yeah. Dukes. Two very, okay, yeah. very different bands. Um, 
Boy, you you really dropped the big football on that one. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's why we pay Chip the big bucks. That's right. Um, Ted Nugent uh, at at an early age. So he's, I guess he he is, um, I didn't realize he didn't sing any of those songs that, that he's so famous for. Like oh, cat, I didn't realize that. Cat Scratch Fever and Wang Dang Doodle. Wango Tango. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you mean he didn't sing them? He, he played guitar and he, he, he had a band. And there was a gentleman named Derek St. Holmes who was singing. He just played the guitar. He played a really mean guitar. Later mm-hmm. in his career, he takes over more of the lead singing duties. But his okay. first three or four albums... They each go multi-platinum, and they're with uh, this singer, Derek St. Holmes. They, they were a four-person band, um, and um, eventually uh, Derek St. Holmes and the rest of the band leave over songwriting credit dispute. Uh Ted claims that he wrote all those songs and was entitled to 100% of the royalties. The other, the the band members disagree, claiming that that they that they wrote them with him. That was actually a pretty ground marking case. Like it went to the Supreme Court. If you could look it up, it's a uh, Wango v. Tango. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so Ted is known for his, uh, over the top live shows. He's very outspoken at an early age. Um, he is, uh, I guess what you would call straight edge. He, he is, he's very vocal. He's never done drugs. He's never drank. Um, he despises people who did drugs and uh, he, he, there's a lot of calling people junky dirtbags throughout his career. Um, he's also uh, super into hunting and guns and the Second Amendment. And um, he's, I guess he, he, he starts to rub some people the wrong way. He, he, and he claims that... If you watch these interviews, it's it's like watching um, it's like like, you know, you know, your uncle like, you know, when your uncle's yelling about something and then you turn on Fox News and you're like, oh, that's that's what he's yelling at. Like I any every time I go to visit one of my uncles, I'm like, why is he yelling at me about windmills? I'll, I'll go home. Like, why is he so mad at the post office today? That's what my uh, my my niece and nephew are always like. Why is he always yelling at us to not go in the back room of the bike shop? <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the uh, uh, there is one pretty serious allegation that that has dogged uh, Ted Nugent his entire career, and that is admittedly. Uh, that he is into underage girls, like very into underage girls. Um, he now disputes it. He now says it was fake news. Uh, Courtney Love claims that she went to a Ted Nugent concert when she was 12 and ended up black backstage and, uh, performed oral sex on Ted Nugent. Now, 
Courtney Love does have an axe to grind with Ted Nugent. So I, I was I was trying to figure out, like, you know, like maybe Courtney Love isn't the most reliable source. Right. Mm. I guess that's possible. And uh, pretty famously, when Kurt Cobain committed suicide, Ted Nugent went on his radio show to say that um, uh, the world was better off. There was one less junkie scumbag. And he felt bad for their daughter, uh, Francis Bean Cobain, and that the best thing that could happen for that kid would be for Courtney Love to also die of an overdose because Jesus. then she can be adopted and raised by people that didn't do drugs and she would have a chance in life. So and she gives bad top. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm i'm reading that and then you're thinking like well maybe it's possible courtney love has an axe to grind and you know she she's put out a lot of personal information maybe she's thinking that in some way this would this would hurt him or his career right although you know 94 is when ted ted nugent made those statements and then she doesn't tell the story until it was like a Howard Stern interview sometime in the 2000s. Like it, okay. it, it was pretty it was pretty well after the fact. So um, what what changed my mind that to thinking that this probably happened was um, he's asked Ted Nugent has asked point blank in an interview. Did a 12 year old Courtney Love uh, give you oral sex backstage now? All right. John, if I were to pose that question to you, hey, did 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 this 12-year-old girl give you oral sex? What would your answer be? I would say something like, <gasps> no. <laughs> <laughs> you you would think like the the correct the correct <laughs> the correct answer is like what no, of course, like a 12-year-old girl, that's insane. I would never no underage girl. Ted Nugent just says, I don't remember that. Oh my God. <laughs> he doesn't even do drugs or alcohol. That's yeah. that was the other thing. Like you can't even like, why don't you remember that? Yeah. If, if you're so clean your whole life. And then like the, the conclusion you jump to is, well, this has happened to him so many times. He, he like, he can't remember if it was this one specific girl. So he now, you know, Ted's very outspoken, very. And like you would think you would remember a 12 year old, like in like a ripped white dress, yeah. the smoking a cigarette with like you know, <laughs> mascara gun, you know, like, Ted, get over here. <laughs> like, I remember that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that tw that 12 year old drunk that's throwing her purse at Madonna. OK, yeah, no, that. OK, yeah, yeah no, I do remember that. now. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the one that picked a fight with Axl Rose. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um. So he just he claims he doesn't remember. Now, he also. um. So he's married at one point early in his career uh, to a regular aged lady. There wasn't there wasn't that much out there on him. Uh, By the way, there there I remember watching like a behind the music or whatever, you yeah, know, VH1, yeah, okay. and where he literally admitted to like a father, like I think, and he was talking like yes, the father signed his 
daughter, like uh, gave him uh what do you call that like uh he became like the legal guardian of this like 16 or 17 year old girl i think that he was dating at the time yes yeah, so if this, i remember correctly this is yeah so this is uh this is the other second uh allegation of underage sex so after his divorce his wife finally divorces him because he's always on the road and never home never with the kids so she divorces him and at age 30 he begins dating this 17 year old girl uh who, from hawaii and um claim now the the rumor is it's kind of presented as fact but the rumor is that he talked her parents into signing over custodianship so he the rumor is that he legally adopted her so that he could marry her and have sex without although that also seems like i should you be able to have sex with people you adopt like it that feels like a strange loophole yeah in in the law i don't know if any if there are any law experts out there that can um she even claims in the interview that now now i say i say it's it, it's a rumor that's presented as fact um there isn't there's no paper trail of it okay so there's like there are no official records so maybe you know maybe um maybe he just talked her dad in, into being cool with it yeah. but he does say on the same on the same vh1 uh special on the behind the music that he never got into whiskey. He never got into drugs. His only addiction. And I'm quoting is Wang Dang. And is that the font that you can't read yes. on Microsoft? Yeah. I think that's, that's Ted Nugent speak for pussy. I think that's, <laughs> um, so he, he says he's addicted to young Wang Dang. <laughs> And um, that he couldn't possibly be expected to. There's only so much that he can keep away. And um, he said that he got a lot of these girls' parents to like the, the, the parents never came after him because they would rather their teenage girl was with Ted Nugent than some drug addicted high school scumbag punk. <laughs> <laughs> now for her part in the in the vh1 interview his uh his ex-wife the the 17 year old uh she says she didn't seem too impressed with it she said that you know that even for the wild 70s they knew that people were gonna be talking about their age so that's why they got married and uh but she does say you know today it would be considered criminal yeah and she didn't say it like you know like laughing it off she she sounded pretty despondent about it like she yeah she's not happy about what ha what went down yeah right um <laughs> i gotta see what else i had on him oh so then two years I, there's some lyrics i wanted to read you i like how he's like his whole like it's like did you did, did you molest that kid and be like look i quit smoking so it's cool <laughs> like that's kind of his uh his never got into whiskey so why don't yeah. you uh yeah you figure it out yeah 
Yeah. Um, so then two years, two years after marrying a 17 year old girl, he releases this classic song uh, called Jailbait. Um, of course. I'm going to skip around some of the verses, so forgive me if some of this is out of context. Uh, Jailbait, you look so good to me. Jailbait, won't you set me free? Jailbait, you look fine, fine, fine. I know I've got to have you in a matter of time. Well, I don't care if you're just 13. You look too good to be true. I just know that you're probably clean. There's one little thing I got to do to you. Uh, and that was a hit record. Yeah, it's, it, it was. Uh, with this is my favorite part. Uh, honey, you, you, you look so nice. She's young. She's tender. Won't you please surrender? She's so fine. She's mine all the time. All mine, mine. <laughs> it's all right, baby. It's quite all right. I asked your mama. Wait a minute, officer. Here's where it gets good. Wait a minute, officer. Don't put those handcuffs on me. Put them on her and I'll share her with you. Jesus. Oh, my God. God. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, that record is no longer you, you, you can no longer stream it anywhere. I actually went looking uh, for okay. the album, but I did see a track list of the album that that came off of. And um, the very next song, I'm not making a word of this up. The very next song after Jailbait is a song called I'm a Predator. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> are the are the lyri- are the lyrics knocking on those doors of my neighbors introducing myself? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah hello, sir, or madam. I'm in accordance with state law. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. He just went knocking on doors and held up a boombox like John Cusack. <laughs> like, hey, Ted Nugent's at the door. What's he? He says he's got to play us a song. It's it's something legal. Oh, my God, that's funny. Um, let me read you some of the lyrics to I'm a Predator, because uh, this one, if I'm being honest, I don't think is as well written. Uh, there's a count- oh, oh so, so it doesn't have the the, the poetic uh, abilities. Of Not a lot jail, of iambic <laughs> pandameter. What's yeah. that shit called? I, one, two, three, four. So there's a count off. So, you know, something's good coming. Yo, yeah. <laughs> I am a predator. I am a predator. That's one thing for sure. I am a predator. You better lock your door. I am a predator. Um, then it repeats that in case you didn't get the message. Right. And then here's the big chorus. I'm a predator. And then you get the background, which I can imagine because it's in parentheses. So, you know, it's background vocals. Yeah. So he says, I'm a predator. He is a predator. I am a predator. <laughs> he is a predator. That's one thing for sure. I am a predator. He is a predator. You better lock your door. 
ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm a predator. One, two, three, four. I am a predator. I am a predator. That's one thing for sure. I am a predator. You better lock your door. That's the uh, that's the whole song. So he doesn't elaborate as to what type of predator or there's just from a from a poetic standpoint, there's words he left on the field. Yeah, that's the thing. You, You don't know if that song is addressed to underage girls or deer like he's leaving no. it. <laughs> he's leaving it very vague. Or an yeah. homage to a Carl Weathers movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this predates that. Um, oh, so that's where they got the idea. Yeah, that's where. <laughs> <laughs> now, he, you know what? He, he's also one of these. He So after after uh, he threw the original singer out of the band, apparently, I, I don't know if he did an album, but Meatloaf was his singer for a year. Okay. Meatloaf was in the Ted Nugent band. Uh I think like in 79 or something like that. Yeah. Then he gets he gets different singers and then eventually he just takes over singing himself, but after those first four initial very well-selling albums, uh he stopped selling as much and uh I guess it never occurred to him that like maybe people just like that first band that he was in, maybe they just like that first singer. Yeah. Um, but he now he's one of these guys that blames his whole the whole um, uh, career spiral. Uh, he, he blames it. it oh, it's because I'm outspoken. It's because I'm a Republican. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no, maybe maybe you're just a creep. Like maybe maybe you're just an asshole that, yeah. that nobody wants to. Yeah. Because who are the people that are listening to your albums? They're the same people. They're not yeah. turned away. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I watched several interviews with him. You know, he, he's always he's always drawing uh, anger from Democrats and and the leftist scumbags, as he calls them. Um, he, he claims that it's because he's happy and nothing makes liberals angrier than Ted Nugent being happy. I mean, it makes me angry. I mean, John, look, at, look at John right now. He's I'm shaking. pretty pissed about He's it. shaking. <laughs> it's like, no, maybe, maybe, maybe they're angry that you're like, that you're racist. Um, he claims he, he get, he got himself into some trouble with um, uh, President Obama during uh, when Obama ran the, the second term. He, he claimed a week before the election that if Obama's in office this time next week, I'll either be dead or in jail. Yeah. Um, and then also held up, uh, I think, took out a machine gun at one of his concerts and, and told Obama to suck on it. It was it was it was enough to earn him a visit from the Secret Service. Hell yeah. Um. He's also they had to get to his property on side by sides. <laughs> <laughs> he 
also he claimed that um oh uh he called he called Obama a subhuman mongrel which uh people got very upset about and this is a move uh, this is a move of Ted's that so far I respect everything he's done this is this is the first move that I don't respect <laughs> It's that whenever he gets in serious trouble, like um, uh, with with Obama, like calling Obama a mongrel, or he um, he he posted a meme that that blamed the Jews for wanting to take away your guns. When he gets in serious trouble, can you respond to that, Ken? Yeah, it's well, yeah. We we want your guns. We we okay. just. I mean, it's fair, but you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. I get it. I understand. No, we don't even want guns. We, it's like so dumb. We've moved on the space lasers. Um, uh, he he will apologize. So he 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 posted a lengthy apology to uh, to the Jews. He he apologized to Obama. I just picture him at night, like with his notebook, like just opens up a spiral notebook. Dear Jews. <laughs> um, but then when you press him on it, then when he gets interviewed again and they were like, Ted, did you really mean that? He, and then he claims that he never apologized and he never will apologize and he's unapologetic. But it's like, no, like here's a history of your, uh, of your apologies. <laughs> you know what he reminds me of? Like, do you, do you know that one friend that like never grows up? Like yeah. I had a friend, like when I, I had a friend when I was uh, in high school who would like call you gay if you didn't shotgun a beer, and <laughs> call you a pussy if you wouldn't drink and drive, and yeah, <laughs> um, which was hilarious when I was seventeen. Sure, but he's still like that. You like he's yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's and then he can't understand why you don't laugh at that shit anymore. Right. You know, right. Like, oh, Crance, you pussy. You're not going to shotgun that. But like, no, I'm 45. I have a kid. I, I'm going to pick her up from daycare right now. <laughs> I'll shotgun a beer after that. Yeah. I have a big football game to get to. <laughs> That's what I, I watched him on. Uh, I watched him on Joe Rogan, uh-huh. which I, I promise you made Joe Rogan seem tolerable. Like I was like, oh, yeah. he <laughs> and uh, he's Joe Rogan's trying to explain to him that not everybody who smokes weed is a fucking junkie dirtbag. But um, he he says this is why I, I brought up like he, he, he still sounds like he has a teenage mentality. He said, uh, John, you'll like this chip. Probably not so much. He <laughs> says, um, the three things I'm allergic to are drugs, alcohol, and fat pussy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nugent rules. That guy fucking rules, dude. <laughs> but here's the thing: like this interview is in 2019. Like this was a 70 year old man. <laughs> <laughs> Still wearing a shirt that says no fatties. Talk, yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. He's he's looper. He, he's looper kid rock. <laughs> he's, he's wearing a t-shirt that says, if you can read this, she turned 18. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, well, that's funny that you say that because he uh, he starts talking about how, you know, Joe Rogan's like, listen, he's like, you're talking about. Oh, he and he's so mad. Ted Nugent's still so mad at hippies. 
And, and so nobody's. How do you make it anywhere in the music industry? Yes. Not playing with people who smoke weed and do yeah. drugs. It's the whole fucking industry. Yes. Yeah. And but he claims that. Um, first off, there's like how many hippies are even in the world? Yeah. left it's you like, know gets me mad beatniks yeah yeah oh he throws the word beatnik out a lot he's like these beatnik oh hippie scumbags and they're marijuana and um joe rogan was like well you know actually he was like it's it's really it's not a marijuana thing it's just, it's just a discipline thing you know joe rogan's talking about all the brazilian jiu-jitsu dudes who yeah. smoke weed and then go out and win titles and mma and ceos and, you know, CEOs and major companies who are high every single day is like it's a discipline. Like you're lumping everybody like you like what are there four people left playing hacky sack and, and yeah. Ted, <laughs> Ted Nugent sees them and thinks that's what all weed smokers are. And then Ted Nugent was like, well, I know one thing. I wouldn't want them babysitting my kids. And it's like, OK, like you think anyone's looking for you to babysit kids you fucking pedophile <laughs> yeah, dude first off all your kids are at least in their 30s yeah yeah do they need babysitting at this point <laughs> but he claims he, he he claims that i i just i saw so many wild claims that i couldn't even keep track of them all so he he gets in trouble for racism all the time uh he, he's he's been pretty liberal with his use of the n-word he claims the night that he opened for the Supremes, one of the Funk Brothers who uh, recorded, they they were the house band for all of those great Motown songs. For Motown, yeah. One of the Funk Brothers told him like he was so good at guitar, he called him the N-word. So a black guy <laughs> called him the N-word, which- And he now, gave him his card and he never got it revoked after right, that. Right, right. Yeah, which which now makes it, he can't, he was like, I can't, he's, there's all of this out there on record. He can't be racist because he loves uh, Chuck Berry. Sure. Another. Can't be racist because I love N-word. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Berry, another, you know, pretty, uh, some pedophilia accusations out there about Chuck too, but he's like, I'm not racist. I like Bo Diddley. And he was like, I had a Mexican bass player once and I had a black, <laughs> had a black bass player once can't possibly be racist. And then he claims I, I he, he had, he's had, uh, people accuse him of appropriating, um, Native American culture because he used to come out in Indian headdresses. And I know he is he is a big nature guy. He's a big hunter, but he's claiming, which I think is so funny, that thousands and thousands of Indian tribes. First of all, there's like 11 Indian tribes left on the planet, but he's been to thousands of Indian tribes where the <laughs> elders have invited him in. To he called him the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> to, to teach the children about the importance of respecting nature and hunting and living off the land. And it's like, am I like, are we really supposed like Native Americans? Why would you need a white guy to come in and teach a Native American about living off the land? Right. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I'm just picture like in his head, he's like Michelle Pfeiffer in Dangerous Minds. Like he's just 
He's out there teaching all all the all the Native American children the shit that every part of their history teaches them all yeah. day, every day. Yeah. Ugh. Teddy. I'm telling you, I, I found this guy entirely without charm. He uh, yeah. and he's he's studied everything. So uh you know, he, he's very super in, into his gun rights. Um, and uh, I saw him on. Oh, God, I watched Alex Jones interview him. Oh, God. Jesus I watched Christ. I watched a 50 minute interview with Alex Jones <laughs> and Ted Nugent. I almost I almost uh, Chip, I almost called to be like, let's just fucking end the podcast. Let's just not. Ever, <laughs> let's just never do another one of these. Um. Ted Nugent's wife is, she seems equally vile. And uh, first off, she's she's like this skinny blonde. She's appropriately aged. Um, and- uh, wait, for, from when? <laughs> when yeah. did they get married? How old was she then? Yeah. She was 11, but. <laughs> <laughs> now she's 22, so it's appropriate. <laughs> it was a leap year, John. <laughs> 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 she's talking about how she's super into the healthy lifestyle that Ted promotes and living off the land and all they eat is venison and she wants to they're 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 very avid Trump supporters um and and you know Trump is making America great now it's her turn to make America healthy again. And that's all she wants to do. All the shit that they used to rip on Michelle Obama for. Uh, She, she wants to make America healthy. And you got like fat ass Alex Jones with his fucking kickball sized head, like nodding along. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. Like we, we do need to make her, you know? Yeah. And then, and then Ted Nugent starts talking about how he studied, Columbine and he studied Parkland and he studied Virginia Tech and he studied Las Vegas and the Pulse nightclub. He's he studied all the shootings by by his account. Ted Nugent is up 24 hours a day just learning about the world. Sure. And while he's talking about all of these uh, massacres, his wife's just nodding in the background with like this big fucking smile. And it's like, are you even listening to the interview question? Like. He just named 10 things where a thousand people died. And she's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. He's, he knows all about it. Oh my God. Is he ripped? No, he's, he's honestly kind of fat now. Yeah. He looks like he uses every part of the fucking Domino's pizza, not a Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I couldn't even, I, I had to keep, I had to keep turning off the interviews. And I tried learning the timeline, but I was like, I just yeah. don't care enough. I think we, and got then it. The I wor- think we figured it out. And then the worst thing he did was that um was that comeback in the eighties, that damn Yankees song. Oh, high enough. Yes. Yeah. I watched the video for that. It's rough. That is rough. It's rough. Yeah, even as like a twelve year old, I remember thinking that this is uh this is corny as shit. <laughs> yeah. And of course, they they gotta have guns when like he he busts through the like the saloon doors like he's in the old west with his guitar and people yeah. are just shooting and missing constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I had so much uh, I had so much more fun talking about the redneck rave than, I know. than Ted Nugent. <laughs> yeah, John, I gotta ask you. Uh, 
after hearing about Ted Nugent, big Ted Nugent fan or huge Ted Nugent fan? <laughs> yeah. Bigger than I was Yeah, before this. Yeah. I'm going to watch that video as soon as this is over. What's the song called? <laughs> Jam- uh, high Enough. High Enough high by enough. Damn oh, Yankees. Yeah. yeah. Wait, okay. That was another band of his, Damn Yankees. Yeah, they, yeah. it was It was like an 80s super group. It was uh, with Tommy Shaw from Styx and some dude from Night Ranger. And You know, then, so a super group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and... Uh, uh, Somebody from, uh, oh, who the drummer who, then an unknown drummer who would go on to join Leonard Skinnerd. So yeah, that's that's a fun group right there. <laughs> I think that song went to number one, and it was. I mean, it was a big song. I mean, it was. It, was a huge it definitely song. it was out there for a while. I remember just like every time you turn on the radio, it was on in like 1990, maybe 91, something like that. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll recognize it. Might be the first song I ever heard in my life. Who knows? It might be. Might yeah, be. Yeah. Never, never know until I watch the video. Probably a couple dozen times today. Well, uh, I think if nothing else, Ken, I think today what we accomplished is turning in John DeCarlo into a huge Ted Nugent fan. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That was. I knew. I knew the uh, the the allergic to fat pussy was going to get. Him. <laughs> I knew that was I knew that was going to be the thing. It's now time for John to take off his shirt and reveal his tattoo that says the exact. (laughs) (laughs) I would be more surprised if he doesn't have one. Yeah. (laughs) My only tattoo. I've got it on my 13th birthday. ATFP, baby. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I think we've uh, talked about Ted Nugent all that we possibly can. Yeah. Any any last thoughts? Uh, I mean, check out the Redneck Rave in in October. Somewhere. Yeah, Nuge plays. Yeah, I'll go if Nuge plays. I think we should all go if Nuge plays that. And I, I should say one of the one of the interviews that I saw with Justin Time was like, "Who would you love to sometime play the Redneck Rave?" And he's like, "Kid Rock." And then he's like, "All right, next question: Who would you love to play with sometime, like in a band?" He's like, "Kid Rock." Like he just <laughs> he really wants Kid Rock. I'm, so I'm assuming the Nuge would be like a, a a nice second place for him. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Whoever slits my throat at that concert, I don't give a fuck as long yeah. as somebody takes me exactly. down. Exactly. Mm, this was the best concert I've ever been to. <laughs> Wait, I have uh, I have some breaking news that is okay. not music related, but is Philly related. Okay. Um, Bill Cosby. Yeah. To be released from prison after court overturns conviction. What? No shit. Yeah. Wow. Pennsylvania's highest court overturned Bill Cosby's sex assault conviction Wednesday. And the only reason they're high is because they drank from his water bottle, I bet. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm actually. There's another there's another weekend of headlining dates. I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How bad do you want to see him now? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, he's he's making chocolate cake for breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear him on Joe Rogan. That's going to be <laughs> that's going to be the interview we need. All right. Uh, John, Little Stinker sounds amazing. I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, thanks, guys. I, we hope you had fun. 
I had a blast, man. This was fucking awesome. And I really am thinking about going to the the redneck rave. Redneck rave. Well, I'm wherever sure wherever it may land. They must have a press box somewhere. Like well, there must be somewhere we can go and just watch without taking part in the football game. I saw <laughs> like I would I would go to um like I wouldn't want to go for five days, but like I wonder if you can get like select like Single can I just passes. right? Oh. Can I just get tickets to the goldfish races? Can I just do that? <laughs> I, I like tickets that, range from fifty to two fifty, so there are tiers of okay, experiences good. there. Yeah, you get more mud the more money you pay. I think I think yeah. that's what for two fifty. You get to pick out the log that impales you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I would tell you to check out the Redneck Rave and Ted Nugent, but you probably shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I think we did a good job today. Th- John Dacala, thanks so much for uh, joining us. Is there anything else you want to plug besides uh, little stinkers? Uh, no, just follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Johnny Delco, J O N N Y D E L C O. And thanks for having me on, guys. This was a blast. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. Ken, right. how about you? Anything uh, you'd like to uh, plug? Yeah, I will be opening for Ted Nugent this Fourth of July. <laughs> At an Indian casino in Michigan. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have anything. To, I mean, I'm sure I do, but nobody's listening. Yeah, Chip. <laughs> yeah, just follow me. That's uh, that's, that's all I got. All right, everybody, happy Fourth, and uh, we'll see you next week. 